What's up, everybody? It's your boy, The King J, and I'm back with another podcast, my Blow Trap podcast, where I talk about everything rap and politics while I sit here and smoke my blunt, and I give y'all real and honest opinions of how I feel. Now, we got a few things to talk about. The first two subjects are basically going to be talking about some verses. I'm going to be putting some, well... It's some artists that people have been comparing together, and I want to give y'all my real honest opinion of who I feel is the better artist. Now, first, we're going to start off with Michael Jackson and Drake. Now, right now, it has been a huge debate. Not really. I'll take that back. It hasn't really been a debate. It's been kind of one sided, but it's been a little debate going on on social media. Whether if Drake in 2021 has amounted to the success or even surpassed the success of Michael Jackson at his peak. Now, the reason why I said this isn't really a debate has been kind of one sided because so far, this is the one time social media seems to have some sense. Everybody. It's pretty much agreeing that Drake has not yet or probably will never amount to the success or even beat the success of Michael Jackson. Now, I know a lot of you probably sitting at home like, why is that? You feel me? Why? Why Drake? Why is he not projected to be better than Michael Jackson? He's been selling albums like crazy. His lowest selling album was probably only his first not properly, but was his first album. Ever since then, his album numbers keep going up. His streams keep going up. Why do we feel like he would never amount to the success of Michael Jackson? And to me, it's really, really all about the time period. Now, if you know, we, most of the people listen to my podcast, we were born in the late 90s early 2000s you feel me we grew up in a time where technology we really got to see technology soar you feel me in the early 2000s late 90s you know we ain't really have much you feel me we had the little flip phones the little blackberries the sidekicks you feel me the little nokias you know and then around the mid 2000s that's when we really started to get into touch screens with like iphone and samsung and all that other good stuff but it's really all about the time period. In the 1980s, when Michael Jackson first came out, it, shit, it was probably prior before then, because he'd been famous since he was like five. They didn't have all that technology. They didn't have all that. It wasn't as easy to stream. You couldn't stream, first off. You couldn't stream, and it wasn't easy to buy an album. You could have just sit at home go on your computer real quick and buy it off of iTunes or buy it off a Walmart website. Like people had to physically get up and go and buy CDs. Now, Michael Jackson, how I cause I want to pull up some stats for y'all because I want to I want y'all to know why Drake will probably never amount to this ever. So hold on, let me pull up some stats real quick. So let's look at Michael Jackson's best selling album. All right. Michael Jackson's best selling album was Thrilling. 
Now, Thriller, on its first day, bro, on its first day, Thriller was selling 30 million copies. Not 30 million streams. Not 30 million downloads. 30 million copies. That means 30 million people around the world got up that day that Thriller dropped. Out they beds, rolled out of bed, got in their little old ass Chevys, and drove that bitch down to Walmart or the nearest record slash tape slash. I don't think they had CDs stores, but whatever. They went to the nearest place that they could pay pay for this album. Thirty million people, not sat at home. They had to roll out of bed. Wait in line, because I bet you 30 million people bought that. I bet you them lines at Walmart was bussing. All right. <laughs> 30 million people went and bought his highest selling album. Now, let's compare that to Drake's highest selling album. Let's compare that to Drake's highest. Selling. Now, Drake's album, Certified Lover Boy, has sold 604,000 copies its first week. I had to give y'all that silence because it just speaks for itself. Y'all heard how much I said Michael Jackson sold his first day. <laughs> Drake only sold 604,000 copies his first week of Certified Lover Boy, and only 48,000 was Pure Sales. Now, Pure Sales is actually buying the album. So that means most of his sales came from streams. That, you know what that means it, it speaks for itself If Drake was in a day and age where streaming Wasn't a thing He wouldn't even be able to hang with Michael Jackson bro. And Michael Jackson Entire discography Thriller damn near overthrows Drake's entire disco, discography Come on <laughs> Like Eric, The thing I feel like is Drake he Yeah he pretty universal you feel me? Like, I know a lot of people that don't necessarily listen to rap that listen to Drake. You feel me? And people know who Drake is. But Michael Jackson was very universal. Everybody knew. It wasn't nobody who you are on this planet Earth who didn't know who Michael Jackson was. Michael Jackson was known by everybody, whether you listen to the music or not. He knew everybody knew his name. It wasn't a who is Michael Jackson. <laughs> I bet you could go somewhere on this earth and ask about Drake, and they'd be like, "Who?" Because he, yeah, he's big globally, but he's not as big as we think. Like Michael Jackson was known for by everybody. It didn't matter if he was African American. It didn't matter if he was white. It didn't matter if he was Chinese, Mexican, Samoan. Native American, Middle Eastern, it ain't matter who you was. You knew who Drake was. Drake had people who was locked up in prison dancing the thriller. <laughs> but to this day, generations still know the choreography to thriller. Shit, I grew up, we grew up, a lot of us, because like I said, a lot of us that listen to my podcast was born. You know, late 90s, early 2000s. We was playing the Wii. We all played that motherfucking Michael Jackson experience shit. We damn near know the fucking 
dance moves to all his shit. <laughs> that nigga, Michael Jackson, he gonna live on forever. And Drake, he gonna be a legend in rap for sure. Drake is one of the biggest rappers out. He is the shit. He most definitely top three right now. Of the biggest rappers selling wise. He gonna be a legend. But shit. He I, it's just not on par with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is go is a legend all around. Drake is just gonna be a rap legend. That's how Universal Michael Jackson was. But I'm gonna move on to the next verses that I have. Cause a lot of people have been talking about this too. Basically James Jermaine Dupree versus Diddy. Now, it it been kinda now that one be more kind of a big people been going back and forth for who they think will win a versus battle between the two. But I don't know, I kinda feel like it's probably clean cut that is Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> like, yeah. First off, Diddy had his little run in the nineties. I mean Jermaine Dupree did too. And but Diddy when Diddy was rapping, y'all, he wasn't even writing his old raps. That boy had a ghostwriter, man. That boy, he don't write music. He's like, he kind of he like a DJ Khaled. Like, he get, he had his artists, and he got artists together, and he put them on, a, and he put them on tracks. You feel me? That's basically what DJ Khaled does now. Diddy was just, like, kind of the first to do that. That's what he kind of did. He had his artists, and, you know, he, he was a hype man. <laughs> He he had his producer credits. I ain't gonna take that away from him, but shit. Jermaine Dupree wrote hits for people. Big people in the nineties. You feel me? He was writing songs for Jadik Jackson, Tony Braxton, SWV, TLC. He was writing hits. Things that went number one. Things that with platinum, he got the plex to show. I mean, did get the plex too, but shoot, he got plex of artists he haven't paid yet. But we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that. Jermaine Dupree really was doing his thing, and I think a lot of people don't. A lot of a lot of us younger ones kind of just think OP Diddy right off the bat because he had like Biggie and Lil Kim and shit. But you gotta think about it. Biggie and Lil Kim was a seller like. Tony Braxton at uh, Jetty Jackson at TLC. <laughs> and Jermaine Dupree must definitely got the catalog and the credit to beat Diddy in a battle. And plus, it was that one little video that was going around that they showed on uh, the shade room that uh, Jermaine Dupree was like, My arms ain't too short to do this. And he was actually using the producer box machine. <laughs> Cause he know Diddy can't do that. <laughs> he said that's real, that's real talent. <laughs> a lot of people do. They so us younger ones, we just be thinking like who we think was big in the nineties, and we just kind of think right off the back like, oh, that person go win. But Diddy, Diddy not was the talent like Jermaine Dupree was. Jermaine Dupree wrote a lot of good songs for people. A lot of good songs. He must definitely got the catalog to be. Uh, P. Diddy anytime. I want you to listen to this little clip of what Jermaine Dupree had to say. 
is my college park brother, Dallas Austin. Amen. Right? So it's only four of us. Me, Dallas Austin, Jay-Z, and Missy Elliott. Come on. And congrats when it to comes Missy. to songwriting, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. I am in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So I shouldn't have to play nothing. You guys, y'all should have to hear his music. I shouldn't have to play nothing. What? I, what am in a, I am in a seat that Puff Daddy can't pay for. Hello? You have to write song, fam. It's my college pop. And with that, I look you agree with everything Jermaine Dupree said in that song, in, in that video. Jermaine Dupree got, I'm telling you, Jermaine Dupree has the credits. So we got to see what Diddy got. Because, <laughs> like you said, he had to see where Diddy can't pay to be at. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but I'm going to move on to the next subject. So the other day, y'all know, I start recording on Thursdays now, and I try to post this on Fridays, because that's the day I don't be working. But, so yesterday, I'm, you know, looking at the blogs, you know, just getting all my stuff to figure out what I'm going to talk about for my episode. And I see, you know, it was Moneybag birthday, and Ari got bagged 28 anchors for his birthday. I mean, I feel like that's on some real shit. That's some goes. <laughs> I, I, I'll fall in love with a girl. I have to marry a girl so quick. I have to marry her ass ASAP. If she sat there and bought me some land or bought me like a, a business or something like that. You know, that's like, that's a real like high level shit. Like, instead of you trying to grow, like, yeah, that little cute shit, flowers and all that other stuff, bags and clothes, all that stuff, cool, but. To have something that you can actually like build on and like call it yours and you know change it. I feel like that's real dope. <laughs> now nah, I know a lot of niggas we like city boys up a hundred because <laughs> now we like shit. If she ain't buying us no land. We don't want her. <laughs> that's that's how this shit for that niggas feeling. We feel be like man, if she ain't buy me, if she ain't trying to buy me no land. She ain't trying to give me no money for this rap career. It ain't for it. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's dope. A lot of people kind of complaining, like saying, oh, it should be the other way around. Da-da-da-da-da. But it should have mattered. Y'all so uh, deep into uh, gender roles. It should have mattered who did what. Like, you feel me? That's just some real relationship shit. And that's smart. Like, that show that she really cared about him financially real life all that like you getting somebody some land that's useful as hell but that's i just wanted to bring that up real quick my baby rihanna she also shared some details about her dropping some music of course y'all know i gotta talk about my wife anytime she speaks about some music because i've been waiting for a motherfucking while now (laughs) you know i love my baby and I listen to all her songs, you feel me? I never get tired of uh, anti-none of her albums, you feel me? I listen to them a million times. But I, I'm ready for some new music, baby. I'm ready for some new music. But listen to this little clip that was posted on The Shade Room that Rihanna said about her upcoming music. Uh, you're not going to expect 
what you hear. That's just put that in your mind. Like whatever you know of Rihanna is not going to be what you hear. I'm, I'm really experimenting, and music is like it's like fashion. You should be able to play. I should be able to wear whatever I want, and I treat music the same way. So I'm having fun, and it's going to be completely different. She didn't really say much, you feel me? It would have been real nice if she would have dropped us a little, you know, release date. <laughs> but no, for real. I agree with everything she said, you feel me? You got to be able to change up your sound to sound different. Yeah, my baby, she always changed up her. Uh, every air of her was a little different, you feel me? Loud was not the same as uh, Rated R. Rated R was not the same as Good Girl Gone Bad. Good girl go bad It was not the same as what? Dancing underneath the sun. I kinda forgot that album name. Damn I'm a bad husband right now, but <laughs> you feel me? Every album of hers was different. Unapologetic was different from live, all that shit. Everything was different from hers. That's why I always liked about her. She always changed up her uh every time my album come up, she kinda changed up her little uh persona, how she like dresses and then kind of all falls into the category like if you've seen how she dressed during the loud era she dressed like how the loud era look like how she was dressing during her uh rated r era like it was all like fluent you feel me that's why my baby an icon in the fashion industry <laughs> but that's, i'm gonna stop bragging on her i'm gonna stop bragging on her i want to talk about this little situation going on uh Kenneth Penny Petty's, you know, uh, Nicki Minaj's husband. Oh, Jesus. Sexual assault victim was on the real. And she was talking about her experience or whatever with her, with Nicki and with Penny Petty. This shit kind of crazy. Uh, I ain't no Barb. I ain't no Barb, but I kind of feel like they bad. Going at my girl Nikki real hard Like it was like ever since She said that little shit about the little Vaccine people just really Been on her <laughs> like I don't know What the fuck people's problem is but they really Been on her day and I know She tired they this is the Second time they done did this shit like They did that with the little Cardi situation Too like and Trying to get like that little Nikki hate train Started and shit But we gonna listen to what this girl had to say And I'm gonna come back With the rest of my commentary On how I feel about what she said in this interview Regarding a lawsuit she filed Against Nicki Minaj And her husband Kenneth Petty A lawsuit accusing them of harassment And intimidation We believe that all women's voices Have the right to be heard Please welcome Jennifer Huff And her lawyer Tyrone Blackburn Welcome back Regards to this whole situation I've put me in a different type of fear at my age now and it was it was wrong and I don't want to be afraid anymore Jennifer have you ever spoken to Nikki directly I did in March of 2020 she got word that I was willing to help them out in a situation that I, I didn't understand what she was referring to um, she offered to fly me and my family to LA she um, I turned it down and I told her woman to woman this really happened and I hadn't spoken to her since them now sexual assault is like a real like touchy subject 
So I really don't want to like speak on it uh, too long. But basically, that incident that uh, that woman had with Kenneth Petty, Petty shit, and it happened, I guess, like twenty six years ago or something like that. And yeah, that was a little while ago. But one thing I hate is like when people, like a lot of people in the comments, was like, "Oh, this was over twenty six years ago. Get over it." Da, 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 da. Like. And I kind of hate when people say that because me personally, I hate when people, somebody try to tell me how I should feel. You feel me? I'm not you. (laughs) And you not me. And you feel me? If I feel some type of way, let me feel some type of way. And let me feel some type of way forever how long I want to. Don't try to tell me how I should feel in a situation that didn't happen to you. Because if it happened to you, how would you feel? You feel me? And don't try to sugarcoat it either. So like, I hate people like try to do that. Like, don't be trying to tell somebody else how they should be feeling or how they should handle something when they're in that like they in that state, you know. But at the same time, like I said, I just feel like it is kind of weird how all this stuff, like again, like all this little extra stuff, is coming for Nikki, and it's like it's not really Nikki. It's more so, you know, it's kind of Kenneth fault, you know, but her being with him, she is a celebrity. All that shit is going to come at her. And it's just crazy how all this shit started coming out. Ever since that, like, vaccine, since she said something about that little vaccine. People was really mad about that, don't That's why I decided to do a podcast that I really want to get into, like, radio, because the news they're very weird. <laughs> I can, I cannot do the news. I, I'll never be a news anchor. They is very weird. They give me a story, and I'll be like, "This is what y'all want to talk about. This is what y'all want to talk about on the fucking news." <laughs> really, like what Nikki said was even that deep for them to be dragging her like that on the news, like they was. They made it seem like she, she was a fucking professional doctor saying that shit, and her motherfucking facts was wrong. And to come to find out. It was kind of true because I seen somewhere on the internet. Well, now everything on the internet is real, but I seen it, something on the internet. And it was like a screenshot of like some symptoms, and one of the symptoms was talking about something in your genital area. So when you get the shots, like something like that could happen just because it don't happen didn't happen to you, or you know doesn't mean it can't happen to somebody else. You never know how somebody going to react to something because we are not all the same. See, they, that shit go again. We don't all the same. That's where a lot of people be getting that shit mixed up. They be thinking like how they operate is how everybody in the world operates, and that's really not it. Everybody thinks different. Everybody body is built different. We react to shit differently. Ain't nobody in this bitch the same, or we all had the same fingerprint around this hoe. But the main reason why I never joined the news. They just drag shit and they talk about weird shit and they really don't like the news. Low key be against black people. <laughs> we, well, no, it's not low key. We already know that. We already know that shit be against us. I never get on that bitch. Okay, and then they be having they fucking reporters out there in the cold and snow and shit. I'll be damned reporting some crime. And it's fucking. I stay in Michigan. 
You feel me? I, I'm down here in Tennessee for school, but I stay in Michigan. I'll be dead if I'm standing out there in that motherfucking cold, 10 feet of snow and shit, blizzard and shit, talking about some motherfucking crime that happened. Mm-mm. I'm good on the news. I do on the radio where I get to talk about music and artists and shit that I actually like to talk about. Not something that's getting fed to me through a prompter. <laughs> I just like to be able to give my real honest opinions. You can't really do that on the news. Like it, they be times where you can give your opinions, but you're not really supposed to. It, it kind of get looked down upon in the news industry, and I can't do that shit. I gotta be able to say whatever I want. But I'm finna wrap this podcast up. Thank you guys for. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, The King J, and I'm back with another podcast, my Blow Trap podcast, where I talk about everything rap and politics while I sit here and smoke my blunt, and I give y'all real and honest opinions of how I feel. Now, we got a few things to talk about. The first two subjects are basically going to be talking about some verses. I'm going to be putting some, well... It's some artists that people been comparing together and I want to give y'all my real honest opinion of who I feel is the better artist. Now, first, we're going to start off with Michael Jackson and Drake. Now, right now, it has been a huge debate. Not really. I'll take that back. It hasn't really been a debate. It's been kind of one sided, but it's been a little debate going on on social media whether if Drake in 2021 has amounted to the success or even surpassed the success of Michael Jackson at his peak. Now, the reason why I said this isn't really a debate, it's been kind of one-sided because so far, this is the one time social media seems to have some sense. Everybody it's pretty much agreeing that Drake has not yet or probably will never amount to the success or even beat the success of Michael Jackson. Now, I know a lot of you probably sitting at home like, why is that? You feel me? Why? Why Drake? Why is he not projected to be better than Michael Jackson? He's been selling albums like crazy. His lowest selling album was probably only his first, not probably, but was his first album. Ever since then, his album numbers keep going up. His streams keep going up. Why do we feel like he would never amount to the success of Michael Jackson? And to me, it's really, really all about the time period. Now, if you know, we most of the people listen to my podcast we were born in the late 90s early 2000s you feel me we grew up in a time where technology we really got to see technology soar you feel me in the early 2000s late 90s you know we ain't really have much you feel me we had the little flip phones the little blackberries the sidekicks you feel me, the little Nokia's, you know, and then around the mid 2000s, that's when we really started to get into touch screens with like iPhone and Samsung and all that other good stuff. But it's really all about the time period. In the 1980s, when Michael Jackson first came out, 
shit, it was probably probably before then, because he been famous since he was like five. They didn't have all that technology. They didn't have all that. It wasn't as easy to stream. You couldn't stream, first off. You couldn't stream, and it wasn't easy to buy an album. You could have just sit at home, go on your computer real quick, and buy it off of iTunes or buy it off a of Walmart website. Like, people had to physically get up and go and buy CDs. Now, Michael Jackson, how I, I want to pull up some stats for y'all because I, I want y'all to know why Drake will probably never amount to this ever. So hold on, let me pull up some stats real quick. So let's look at Michael Jackson's best selling album. Alright. Michael Jackson's best selling album was Thriller. Now Thriller on its first day, bro. On his first day, Thriller was selling 30 million copies. Not 30 million streams. Not 30 million downloads, 30 million copies. That means 30 million people around the world got up that day. That thriller dropped out their beds, rolled out of bed, got in their little old ass Chevys, and drove that bitch down to Walmart or the nearest record slash tape slash. I don't think they had CDs stores, but whatever. They went to the nearest. Place that they could pay, pay for this album 30 million people not sat at home they had to roll out of bed wait in line because i bet you 30 million people bought that i bet you them lines at walmart was busting all right <laughs> 30 million people went and bought his highest selling album now let's compare that to drake's highest selling album let's compare that to drake's highest selling. now drake's album certified leopard boy has sold 604,000 copies its first week i had to give y'all that silence because it just speaks for itself y'all heard how much i said michael jackson sold his first day <laughs> drake only sold 604,000 copies its first week of certified leopard boy and only 48,000 was pure sales now pure sales is actually buying the album so that means most of his sales came from streams that you know what that means it, it speaks for itself if drake was in the day and age where streaming wasn't a thing he wouldn't even be able to hang with michael jackson bro. And michael jackson entire discography thriller damn near overthrows Drake entire disco discography come on <laughs> like Eric, the thing I feel like is Drake he yeah he pretty universal you feel me like I know a lot of people that don't necessarily listen to rap that listen to Drake you feel me and people know who Drake is but Michael Jackson was very universal everybody knew it wasn't nobody who you are on this planet earth who didn't know who michael jackson was michael jackson was known by everybody whether you listen to the music or not he knew everybody knew his name it wasn't a who is michael jackson <laughs> i bet you could go somewhere on this earth and ask about drake and they'd be like who because he 
yeah, he's big globally, but he's not as big as we think. Like Michael Jackson was known for by everybody. It didn't matter if he was African American, it didn't matter if he was white, it didn't matter if he was Chinese, Mexican, Samoan, Native American, Middle Eastern, it didn't matter who you was. You knew who Drake was. Drake had people who was locked up in prison dancing the thunder. <laughs> To this day, generations still know the choreography to Thriller. Shit, I grew up, we grew up, a lot of us, because like I said, a lot of us that listen to my podcast was born, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. We was playing the Wii. We all played that motherfucking Michael Jackson experience shit. We damn near know the fucking dance moves to all his shit. <laughs> That nigga, Michael Jackson, he gonna live off forever. And Drake, he gonna be a legend in rap for sure. Drake is one of the biggest rappers out. He is the shit. He most definitely top three right now. Of the biggest rappers selling wise. He gonna be a legend. But, shit. He, I, it's just not on par with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is, go, is a legend all around. Drake is just going to be a rap legend. That's how universal Michael Jackson was. But I'm going to move on to the next verses that I have. Because a lot of people have talked about this too. Basically, James, Jermaine Dupree versus Diddy. Now... It, it been kind of now that one been more kind of a big people been going back and forth for who they think will win a versus battle between the two. But I don't know. I kind of feel like it's probably clean cut that is Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. First off, Diddy had his little run in the nineties. I mean, Jermaine Dupree did too. And but Diddy. When Diddy was rapping, y'all, he wasn't even writing his own raps. That boy had a ghostwriter, man. That boy, he don't write music. He's like, he got, he kind of like a DJ Khaled. Like he get, he had his artists and he got artists together and he put them on, a, and he put them on tracks. You feel me? That's basically what DJ Khaled does now. Diddy was just like kind of the first to do that. That's what he kind of did. He had his artists, and you know, he, he was a hype man. <laughs> He, he had his producer credits. So I ain't gonna take that away from him, but shit. Jermaine Dupree wrote hits for people. Big people in the 90s. You feel me? He was writing songs for Jaddy Jackson, Tony Braxton, SWV, TLC. He was writing hits. Things that went number one. Things that were platinum, he got the plex to show. I mean, did get the plex too, but shoot, he got plex of artists he hasn't paid yet. But we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that. Javed Dupree really was doing his thing, and I think a lot of people don't. A lot of a lot of us younger ones kind of just think OP Diddy right off the bat because he had like Biggie and Lil Kim head, but. You gotta think about it. Biggie and Lil Kim was a seller like Tony Braxton and uh, Jetty Jackson at TLC. <laughs> and Jermaine Dupree must definitely got the catalog and the credit to beat Diddy in a battle. 
And plus it was that one little video that was going around that they showed on uh, the shade room that uh, Jermaine Dupri was like, my arms ain't too short to do this. And he was actually using the producer box machine. Because <laughs> he know Diddy can't do that. <laughs> he said that's real, that's real talent. <laughs> A lot of people do. They, so us younger ones, we just be thinking like who we think was big in the '90s, and we just kind of think right off the back like, oh, that person go weird. But Diddy, Diddy not was the talent to like Jermaine Dupri was. Jermaine Dupri wrote a lot of good songs for people. A lot of good songs. He must definitely got the catalog to be uh, P Diddy anytime. Don't want y'all to listen to this little clip of what Jermaine Dupri had to say. Park brother Dallas Austin. Amen. Right? So it's only four of us. Me, Dallas Austin, Jay-Z, and Missy Elliott. Come on. And congrats when it to comes Missy. to songwriting, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. I am in the songwriters hall of fame. So I shouldn't have to play nothing. You guys, y'all should have to hear his music. I shouldn't have to play nothing. What? I am what, in a, I am in a seat that Puff Daddy can't pay for. Hello? You have to write song, fam. It's my college pop. And with that, I love you agree with everything Jermaine Dupree said in that song, in, in that video. Jermaine Dupree got, I'm telling you, Jermaine Dupree has the credit. So we got to see what didn't got. Because, <laughs> like you said, he had to see what did K pay to be at. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> But I'm gonna move on to the next subject. So the other day, y'all know, I start recording on Thursdays now, and I try to post this on Fridays because that's the day I'm gonna be working. But so yesterday, I'm you know looking at the blogs, you know, just getting all my stuff to figure out what I'm gonna talk about for my episode. And I see, you know, it was money bag birthday, and Ari got bag 28 anchors for his birthday. I mean, I feel like that's going some real shit. That's some goals. <laughs> I, I, I'll fall a little bit. Again. I had to marry a girl so quick. I had to marry her ass ASAP. And she sat there and bought me some land. Or bought me like a, a business or something like that. You know, that's like, that's a real like high level shit. Like, instead of you trying to grow, like, yeah, that little cute shit, flowers and all that other stuff, bags and clothes all that stuff cool but to have something that you can actually like build on and like call it yours and you know change it i feel like that's real dope <laughs> now i know a lot of niggas we like city boys up a hundred because <laughs> now we like shit she ain't buying this no land we don't want her <laughs> That's, that's how this shit for that niggas feeling. We should be like, man, if she ain't buy me, if she ain't trying to buy me no land, she ain't trying to give me no money for this rap career, it, it ain't for it. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's dope. A lot of people kind of complaining, like saying, oh, it should be the other way around, da 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 da. But it should have mattered. Y'all so uh, deep into uh, gender roles. It should have matter who did what. Like, you feel me? That's just some real relationship shit. And that's smart. Like, that show that she really cared about him financially, real life, all that. Like, 
you getting somebody some land that's useful as hell but that's, I just wanted to bring that up real quick my baby Rihanna she also shared some details about her dropping some music of course y'all know I gotta talk about my wife anytime she speaks about some music because I've been waiting for a motherfucking while now <laughs> you know I love my baby and I listen to all her songs you feel me I never get tired of uh, anti her albums you feel me I listen to them a million times but I I'm ready for some new music, baby. I'm ready for some new music. But listen to this little clip that was posted on the shade room that Rihanna said about her upcoming music. Uh, you're not going to expect what you hear. That's Just put that in your mind. Like, whatever you know of Rihanna is not going to be what you hear. I'm, I'm really experimenting. And music is like, it's like fashion. You should be able to play. I should be able to wear whatever I want and I treat music the same way. So I'm having fun and it's gonna be completely different. No, she ain't really say much, you feel me? It would have been real nice if she would have dropped us a little, you know, release date. <laughs> but no, for real. I agree with everything she said, you feel me? You gotta be able to change up your sound to sound different. Yeah, my baby. She always changed up her uh, Every era of her Was a little different You feel me Loud Was not the same as uh, Rated R Rated R was not the same as Good Girl Gone Bad Good Girl Gone Bad era was not the same As What Dancing in the Week I kind of forgot that album name Damn I'm a bad husband right now But <laughs> You feel me Every album of hers was different Unapologetic Was different from Loud All that shit Everything was different from her. That's why I always liked about her. She always changed up her. Uh, every time my album come up, she kind of changed up her little uh, persona. How she like dresses and then kind of all falls into the category. Like if you see how she dressed during the loud era, she dressed like how the loud era looked. Like how she was dressing during her uh, rated R era. Like it was all like fluent. You feel me? That's why my baby an icon in the fashion industry. <laughs> But that's, I'm gonna stop bragging on her. I'm gonna stop bragging on her. I wouldn't talk about this little situation going on. Uh, Kenneth Penny Petty's, you know, uh, Nicki Minaj's husband. Oh, Jesus. Sexual assault victim was on the real. And she was talking about her experience or whatever with her, with Nicki, and with Penny Petty. This shit kind of crazy. Uh, I ain't no Barb. I ain't no Barb, but I kind of feel like they been going at my girl Nikki real hard lately. It was like ever since she said that little shit about the little vaccine, people just really been on her. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck people probably is, but they really been on her neck. And I know she tired. They, this is the second time they done did this shit. Like, they did that with the little Cardi situation too. Like, and trying to get like that little Nikki hate train started and shit but we gonna listen to what this girl had to say and I'm gonna come back with the rest of my commentary on how I feel about what she said in this interview regarding the lawsuit she filed against Nicki Minaj and her husband Kenneth Petty 
a lawsuit accusing them of harassment and intimidation. We believe that all women's voices have the right to be heard. Please welcome Jennifer Huff and her lawyer, Tyrone Blackburn. Welcome back. In regards to this whole situation, I've put me in a different type of fear at my age now, and it was, it was wrong, and I don't want to be afraid anymore. Jennifer, have you ever spoken to Nikki directly? I did, in March of 2020. She got word that I was willing to help them out in a situation that I didn't understand what she was referring to. Um, she offered to fly me and my family to L.A. She, um, I turned it down, and I told her, woman to woman, this really happened. And I hadn't spoken to her since. Them now, sexual assault is like a real like touchy subject, so I really don't want to like speak on it uh, too long, but basically that incident that uh that woman had with kenneth Pendy, petty shit and it happened i guess like 26 years ago or something like that and yeah that was a little while ago but one thing i hate is like when people like a lot of people in the comments was like oh this was over 26 years ago get over it like and i kind of hate when people say that because me personally, I hate when people t somebody try to tell me how I should feel. You feel me? I'm not you, <laughs> and you not me. And you feel me? I'm, if I feel some type of way, let me feel some type of way, and let me feel some type of way forever. How long I want to? Don't try to tell me how I should feel in a situation that didn't happen to you. Because if it happened to you, how would you feel? You feel me? And don't try to sugarcoat it either. So like. I hate people like try to do that like don't be trying to tell somebody else how they should be feeling or how they should handle something when they're in that like they in that state you know but at the same time like i said i just feel like it is kind of weird how all this stuff like again like all this little extra stuff is coming for nikki and it's like it's not really nikki it's more so, you know, it's kind of Kenneth's fault, you know, but her being with him, she is a celebrity. All that shit is going to come at her. And it's just crazy how all this shit started coming out. Ever since that, like, vaccine, since she said something about that little vaccine. People was really mad about that, dude. That's why I decided to do a podcast that I really want to get into, like, radio. Because the news they're very weird <laughs> I, can, I cannot do the news I'll never be a news agent they is very weird they'll give me a story and I'll be like this is what y'all want to talk about this is what y'all want to talk about on the fucking news <laughs> really like when Nikki said it was even that deep for them to be dragging her like that on the news like they was they made it seem like she, she was a fucking professional doctor saying that shit and her motherfucking facts was wrong and to come to find out it was kind of true because I seen somewhere on the internet. Well, now everything on the internet is real, but I seen it, something on the internet. And it was like a screenshot of like some symptoms, and one of the symptoms was talking about something in your genital area. So when you get the shots, like something like that could happen just because it don't happen. Didn't happen to you, or you know, doesn't mean it can't happen to somebody else. You never know how somebody gonna react to something 
Cause we and I are the same See, that shit go again. We don't all the same. That's where a lot of people be getting that shit mixed up. They be thinking like how they operate is how everybody in the world operates, and that's really not it. Everybody thinks different. Everybody's body is built different. We react to shit differently. Ain't nobody in this bitch the same, or we all had the same fingerprint around the toe. But the main reason why I never joined the news. They just drag shit and they talk about weird shit and they really don't like the news. Loki be against black people. <laughs> we, well, no, it's not Loki. We already know that. We already know that shit be against us. I never get on that bitch. Okay, and then they be having they fucking reporters out there in the cold and snow and shit. I be damned reporting some crime and it's fucking. I stay in Michigan. You feel me? I, I'm down here in Tennessee for school, but I stay in Michigan. I'll be damned if I'm standing out there in that motherfucking cold, 10 feet of snow and shit, blizzard and shit, talking about some motherfucking crime that happened. Mm-mm. I'm good on the news. I do on the radio where I get to talk about music and artists and shit that I actually like to talk about. Not something that's getting fed to me through a prompter. <laughs> I just like to be able to give my real honest opinions. You can't really do that on the news. Like, it, they be times where you can get your opinions but you're not really supposed to it, it kind of get looked down upon in the news industry and i can't do that shit. i gotta be able to say whatever i want but i'm gonna wrap this podcast up thank you guys for listening to my podcast this week uh, i'll catch you guys next week hopefully i do my podcast on thursday i took a little break off i was doing a lot of work i had a lot of homework I had a test to study for. It, it was a lot going on. But I'm going to get back to doing my shit every week. So catch me next Friday on the Blow Trap Pro Podcast. Make sure y'all follow me on my social medias too. You feel me? Even though if you're listening to this, you probably already got my social media. But my social media name is the King J 500 or the King XJ on Instagram. And y'all have a great day. Oh, and make sure y'all give me y'all really honest opinions in the comments. Y'all know I love, I like to see what other people got to say. Cause like I said, everybody don't think alike. And sometimes how another person think can really open your eyes. Like you just seeing like, oh shit, I ain't really think about it like that. So go ahead and drop y'all real opinions. When I post this on Snapchat, slide up and tell me how y'all felt. And y'all have a great rest of y'all day.